Om Gyana Timirandhasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshurin Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Guravenamaha. The moment was, uh, in social terms, largely as an alternative, rather to the modern, insane and demoniac society. It wasn't Prabhupada's... Uh, yeah, that was the main thrust of his movement, his push. Not that it should be, not that we should become part of modern society, but that we should offer an, an alternative. So, like I say, most of most of the devotees don't have any idea of this because in all areas, we're compromised. I guess you you can. Uh, once you start to compromise, you have to go all the way. So, uh, you're talking about reminding the devotees of the need of Prabhana Ashram, but first of all, you have to educate them. What is the urgency of uh, introducing Prabhana Ashram to the right to What is the urgency? Hani, Hani, Bhutani, Kachanti, Hayamalayam. Everyone's going to hell. That's what the urgency is. <laughs> Every day, so many jivas who could be making their journey toward Krishna are instead going to hell. So it's required to provide that which is required to arrest their glide into hell. As I was saying yesterday in the lecture, now, one of my disciples in America was, he wanted me to visit the Rainbow Gathering in America, where some tens of thousands of Americans, not just young, many of them are quite old now also, they come together in a very remote part of America, they choose different places each year far from any towns or villages where there's no electricity and they just kind of hang out for a few days in what they consider to be a spiritual gathering. Of course, they have no idea of what actual spiritual life is. But they sit around and sing and a lot of them take their clothes off and they think it's spiritual to be naked and this and that. But anyway, uh, this disciple of mine was telling me that every year they bring back 10 or 12 people who want to be devotees. So I said, it's a great preaching opportunity. So I reminded him, the Prabhupada said, that people join our farms in their millions. But if we had farm communities where people could live simply, not just for a few days at a rainbow gathering every year, uh, with a definite spiritual focus, that we wouldn't have to go to this rainbow gathering. People would come to us and many more than the 10 or 12 they might pick up each year. So, Srila Prabhupada had so many plans, all literally divinely inspired. He was, uh, in terms of temporal time, ahead of his time. He was criticizing everything, the United Nations at a time when no one criticized the United Nations. He was pointing out it's just cheating people. He saw through everything, but we haven't caught up with Prabhupada. 
we need these farms now. Not now, we needed them years ago. And that's another reason why our movement is so compromised. It, it's, a, it's a whole vortex that our devotees enter into. Is that, okay, they get married and then uh, how are they going to live? Okay, well, you have to get a job. And then you have to get an education. And then you have to go to work. And then you have to adopt the, the values of the marketplace. And, and it seems to be reality because that is the nature of Maya. That what, whatever situation you're in appears to be reality. And they can't imagine anything else. And as far as most of our devotees think that our gurukuls and our farms have all failed. Well, I guess you could say they have failed in as much as they haven't been complete successes, but or they may have fallen far short of success, but as Srila Prabhupada sometimes quoted, failure is the pillar of success. That they haven't been fully successful is not surprising considering the difficulties in uh, trying to re-establish these projects. But it doesn't mean that they always have to be a failure. And Srila Prabhupada envisages that, envisages that they will be a success. And anyway, modern life is a failure. Even the greatest success, the biggest CEO of a, of a MNC, to use all these, what's that called? These uh, acronyms. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Multinational company. Yeah, yeah so uh, they're all failures. They all die. They live miserably. They die miserably and they, their human life is spoiled. So, yeah, it's needed. It's long overdue. Congratulations to those devotees who are taking it up seriously. As a child, before I even heard of the Krishna Conscious Movement, I could understand that the whole society is completely insane and everyone in it's insane. I mean, I wasn't the only one in the hippie movement in general. I mean, I wasn't a full-fledged hippie, but I came toward the tail end of that. But the, there was a widespread uh, discernment that, that, that modern society is its off course. It's, it's not what it should be. But the hippies lacking an, an answer, they just responded with another kind of insanity, that's all. And then they went back, most of them went back to the way of life. They were sucked into that, not finding any alternative. But Srila Prabhupada was unique even in the history of Vaishnavism in that he, he uh, not only did he give Vaishnava philosophy, but he had a social blueprint for human society, how to reform it. So we should have faith in the words of Prabhupada and, and uh, go on with that. And Krishna will help us. As Prabhupada many times pointed out, he's not recommending something which is new or phantasmagorial, it's Krishna's plan. 
Krishna has already provided everything. With this artificial society, it's man's plan for forgetting Krishna more and more. And it seems to work, but actually it's... Again, it's maya. We, we think it's normal to be to live in a society where, you, where most people are living with much tension and stress and no good relationships with anyone. And uh, they, they think that happiness is derived from acquiring more and more objects and in which they're deliberately cultivating lust, anger and greed, the three gates to hell. And most people think this is normal. There's no other way to live. Whereas Krishna has provided everything, all, all our material necessities. So you have to have faith in Krishna's plan. Yeah, anyway, what else? You have another question? Um, how we should get involved in this moment of fortunate? How should we get involved? Well, that's, every individual has to uh, see for themselves. Not everyone's going to do the same thing. Different people have different... Uh, Capabilities, opportunities, obligations, they will not be able to get up immediately. So, like I said, it's up to the individual. But the more who actually make a, a, a move, a life change, and that's required. Apart from some like myself simply talking about it, some people have to actually go and do it. Now, people may say about me that I'm only talking, but it's uh, probably the best thing for me to do because I talk in various places and various people here, and then they take it up. And there are quite a few devotees that I know who, at least uh, partly, if not principally, due to the inspiration of push or suggestion that I'm giving are uh, either partially or to a large extent living their lives according or making moves to live their lives according to these principles. But it is required that devotees actually make that move. And it does. It requires commitment and faith that Krishna conscious is the only goal of life and other things like material so-called prestige and having electricity and all these things and they're not important, not only they're not important but they are obstacles to bhakti so you have to be prepared for everyone including probably most of the members of this phone calling you crazy and you have to be ready for that that's what they said to Prabhupada when he wanted to go to America Aren't we glad that he didn't listen to them? He had faith in the words of his spiritual master. Not in, not in the words of persons who were supposed to be devotees of Krishna but didn't have the same vision as, as his empowered spiritual master. So Srila Prabhupada chose to listen to the words of his guru over and above those of many other or many pious people and even those of his godbrothers. So it's better that we do that too. We have faith in the vision and words of Srila Prabhupada over and above those of 
maybe hundreds or thousands of people who uh, are, at least in some sense, followers of Srila Prabhupada, but in many cases they they don't really have faith in what Prabhupada said. Because there are many who will say, oh, that Vanashram, that's not possible, or, or they just change it and say, well, Vanashram means living in the city and uh, having a job, which is a, you know, just a bunch of rubbish, but they in this way they pretend to follow Prabhupada, but actually they're not. They're just following the flow of the demoniac society. So it requires courage and conviction and clear intelligence to take the words of the empowered Acharya, Guru Mukha Padmavakya Chitete Kariya Aikya Ana Karihamanyasha. And if we do that, all success will be there. It may not, as I said, may not be immediate. But the, even the endeavor to do that will, at least for our own spiritual lives, that will attract the mercy of Krishna. Just like Prabhupada gave the example of Jatayu. He tried to protect Sita. It was hopeless. But he tried, nevertheless. And he attracted the mercy of Rama. So, even though our efforts, they may seem hopeless, just like Prabhupada going to America, it seemed... Uh, that's what his uh, very rational godbrother said. You know, what's the point? You can't, you, can't do you can't even do anything in India. So what are you going to do in America? It's a, a reasonable comment. At that time... It would have seemed like a very realistic comment, wouldn't it? Is this, you know, old Bhaktivedanta Swami? He never, you know, he's been trying, but he never had any preaching, any real preaching success. Nice devotee, he's written some books and very sincere and serious, but, you know, going to America, it's just a dream. What's he gonna, it's, what are you gonna do then? It's just, it's a nice sentiment, but, you know, be realistic, you're going to die soon, so better you stay in Vrindavan, and then you, you can die in Vrindavan. And, you know, you've done something nice, you've written a few books, okay, very good. But, huh, going to America is just ridiculous. But Prabhupada didn't think like that. He thought, huh? I may die, but let me try. And he got the, he went through, went through so many difficulties, didn't seem like anything was going to happen, but he went on. He thought, I have to do my duty. And through many difficulties, he persevered, and Krishna blessed him. So, in the same way, we can expect it's, it's not going to be easy to establish this Varnashram against so many obstacles. And just like when Prabhupada established this, but even then there were so many difficulties. It's not... It's not as some people say that, well, all the difficulties began on the 15th of November 1977. But from the beginning, there were so many difficulties. To establish Bhagavad Dharma in a, in a most uh, sinful and ignorant age, it's obviously it's not going to be very easy. So, to establish Varnashram Dharma... Which is required as a uh, to stabilize the movement of Bhagavad Dharma to give people a, a 
a steady way of life in which they can practice Bhagavad Dharma. It's not going to be easy, and there will be problems in the in the, in many ways. It's for most of us uncharted territory. We're not sure what's going to happen, but just like Prabhupada when he went to America, his faith in Guru and Krishna and the Holy Name was such that, well, if they desire, it will happen. So, Srila Prabhupada's desire for this to happen is very strong because he's, he's a great pure devotee who desired that the whole world be delivered to Krishna and he saw the necessity of that for doing so. So, surely if devotees cooperate, which is what Varnashram is all about, to serve Krishna in this way, then something wonderful can happen. Hare Krishna.